Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. It is a beautiful day in Ketchikan, Alaska, my friends. I'm Katherine Tatsuda. This is First City Forum right here on KTKN, and I am so very happy to be sharing some time with you today. What a lovely, gorgeous, warm spring day. I'm taking it because I heard rumor that there is storms coming. I don't know if that's still true, but that's what I heard. So I'm living in the moment. It's sunny right now. Hooray! <laughs> my guests are shaking their head at me, just saying, oh my. You're smiling. <laughs> That's We're right. Smiling. You're enjoying this view from a window. I know. It, it is nice to have a little window in here and not kind of be like trapped in a box, which is yeah. much of my life sometimes. So. Like in Ketchikan, you can really say that one sunny day you get feels like the sunny day. Right. Right. Absolutely. So we are, uh, I actually have a couple of, I have a guest and a very special co-host on the line with me today. Cole Greenup is new to the Ketchikan Radio Center family. He just started on Monday and he is a he's our brand new account executive. So he's going to be teaming up with Brittany and going around Ketchikan helping businesses to, you know, get the word out about what they have to offer and all the organizations that just want to let people know what's up. Cole is going to be one of your contacts and he's also going to be hosting First City Forum two days a week which will be Thursdays and Fridays. So uh, I know he was on the air last week, I think, or the week before with Joe. And he's uh, he's here with me today and tomorrow. I was just showing him the ropes on how to run the board. Hopefully I showed him the right stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're live, so that's good. <laughs> and, um, and so he's going to be hosting, and I'll co-host with him tomorrow. And then he's on his own on Thursday. Hooray! That's really exciting. It is. It's very exciting. So um, I'm, ex- I'm anxious to hear, you know, the the perspectives and the conversations and the peoples and the stories that you bring to First City Forum and share. And, you know, today we're talking with Laura Antonson about a really big and important issue that is coming up in our near future. The state of Alaska in 2020 voted about how we vote. <laughs> and uh, what we decided was, you know, the majority and ended up voting for a new voting system that's called ranked choice voting. And whether you think it's a great idea or the worst idea on the face of the planet, and there are evil people behind it, it's happening. And um, so Laura, recent Laura, give me just give me a little bit of history, Laura, about just your experience in the election process, though you were talking about some of the work that you've done. And then it kind of explained how that's led you into, um, you know, becoming really spending a lot of time learning about the topic of ranked choice voting. And, um, and then we can kind of go in from there. So well, we were talking earlier about how our families are from Ketchikan and how we know each other and from many years ago and from uh, relatives and from businesses. And so we, we all know each other. We all talk to each other and we all get roped into things at certain times in our lives. And one of the things that I would always go down and vote and talk to the ladies and you know them from the neighborhood and the gentlemen, and you know them from the neighborhood. And I kept being told, you really need to come and work at the polling place. You need to be a precinct worker. And so, oh gosh, for the past 15 years on and off, I've been a precinct worker and then a precinct chair for precinct three Okay, in Ketchikan, which if, if you know, it, things change all the time because of... Um, Oh, the different things that happen. And so it's at the um, the ferry system. Right. So that's where I have been for the past 15 years, as I said, off and on. And voting's in, and, and politics have always been in my family's blood. I used to follow my dad around when he went uh, precinct in our precinct um, to campaign for people uh, back in Brooklyn, and that was really interesting. And so it's always been in my blood to know more. Um, currently, I also serve as District 1 Republican Chair. Um, but in, in all the things that I do, um, I have learned that I need to keep 
a open mind about things and I need to be educated first so that I can make decisions later. So with this issue, um, I have really tried to educate myself about what's going on, how do we do this, and separating the fact from the fiction because, um, in fact, I just wrote a letter to the state asking for more clarification on, on the voting system that we're going to be using. The state did a great job of answering questions through the division of elections. But there are also, you, you hear one answer and then you're going to wonder about something else. It's going to bring something else up. Mm -hmm. So we've invited the um, lieutenant governor to speak to us on August, on April 25th. So April 25th at 530, he's going to be speaking to the District 1 Republicans about ranked choice voting in jungle primary and, and to answer some of those questions that we've already submitted that the state already has and then for us to just do some clarification from there oh very nice so leading that's that's yeah. my background yeah. coming into this. absolutely and this show is is we're going to do, Laura's going to do the best that she can to educate and to inform right. you about how it will work, right. what's happening in the process, all of those things. And we will, we'll talk about it. And I ask if you have any questions or you want to call in and talk about it, if you could wait to the second half of the show to do that, that way we can share what, what, what Laura knows so far. We can share some resources. And then after, you know, we come back from our break, we're more than happy to take phone calls about that. But let's just explain. So first off, what is ranked choice voting and how is it different from how we've been voting for the last however many years? Well, remember, there are two different types of voting. It's not just ranked choice voting. Ranked choice is for the general and jungle primary is for the primary. Okay. We now have five elections that will be hosting the between the municipal election is always held in October. Now, the municipal election will not be subject to ranked choice or to jungle primary. It's going to be held the same way. Um, you vote if we've got three people, uh, three seats up for a borough assembly, you vote for three people out of the five. Right. And whoever gets the most amount of votes, it doesn't have to reach a 50% mark. It just, it, whoever gets the most votes wins, and the second and third place get the other two seats, for example. Right. So that is a, a totally separate okay. thing. So nothing... But there are going to be five elections. Okay, so I, so I just want to to clarify. So uh, city council, bar assembly, school, school board, board, mayor, any of those will municipal not... Election. Municipal elections. not impacted by right. ranked choice voting. Right, and municipal okay. election is always held on the second Tuesday in October right. in Ketchikan. Okay. And they're held at the same um, uh, polling places, the same precinct locations that the state holds theirs as well. So, right. And you can also vote at the um, borough assembly office. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. That being said, then we have four elections. And it, this is um, because Don Young passed away. We have to have an election, and that is not done uh, by any other system, but because of what the U.S. Constitution says. Okay. That every state, if there's a vacancy in a seat for the uh, representatives, it must be uh, it must be filled temporarily through an election, and then permanently through an election. Okay. And so that's why we have two separate. Um, elections, a special, uh, the special jungle primary, which will be held on June 11, and that's going to be by mail only. And that's to fill Don Young's seat. That's to okay. No, well, that's not to fill no, Don Young's seat, but that is just. No no, 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 I'll let you finish. Wait, Go ahead. No. <laughs> that is just a primary. Oh, goodness. Okay. So there are 48 um, certified candidates okay for that election right now oh my gosh yes 48 names have been um have been certified by the state that have, want to run in the primary yeah now, what happens in the jungle primary you will be getting a um ballot in the mail from the state of alaska you'll have all 48 names on that ballot and then you pick one person on that ballot and that's what a jungle primary is. Wow. Okay. And I can explain the the old system and the new system, but right now, yeah, let's, let's not let's complicate not it. It there. sounds complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so you pick one person 
on that ballot who you want to see advance from the primary okay. to the general election. Now, the general election, the special general election, will be the ranked choice voting. And that will be held on August 16. It's always in the state of Alaska, our primary and now I said primary. Right. But the primary date is always the third Tuesday of August. And so this year it's August 16. Okay. Now on that date, you will be able to vote in person at your precinct location, but you're going to have two different ballots because not only is it the special ranked choice voting for the special election to, to fill in the remaining term of for Don Young's seat. But that date you will also get a separate ballot and that will be a jungle primary ballot for all of the state and federal elections that are going on. Included in that jungle primary ballot will be anyone whose name who wants to have their name put in for the regular seat, the regular term for the U.S. representative, for mm-hmm. Don Young's seat. Okay. So, yes. it's <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I think that that's really important to know because the passing of Don Young, which is he served our, the state for many, many, many years mm-hmm. and did a lot of good. So, I recognize that that is a real issue that's happening. It is an important seat to fill. So, there's a special election and a special jungle primary that's happening just for that. There's a special jungle primary that's happening just for that on June 11th. June 11th. And I keep repeating, I'm trying to make this as clear as possible because there are even poll workers who have come to me, precinct workers who've come to me and said, "Uh, uh, we're doing uh, ranked choice voting on June 11th, right? Right. No. No. No, we're not. So I'm trying to make this as clear as I can. Okay. So there are 48 names that are certified right now for the special jungle primary on June 11. However, um, for that um, regular primary, there will be, at this point, there are 14 names that have been certified by the state to run for the U.S. representative permanent okay. seat, or the, um, the regular um, um, yes, term, the regular, regular term. term. So not all forty-eight of those people have necessarily are, ha- necessarily have going to be on that regular ballot, right? When was his term up? All all U.S. representatives are elected every two years okay. by every state. Yeah. Now Alaska is very unique. I think us and uh, Wyoming is the only other state that has one rep- one U.S. representative, but I could be wrong about. Wyoming. But Alaska has only one U.S. representative seat, and that's based on our population. Right. So because we don't have over 750 million people, 750,000 people um, um, in our state, we do not have, we don't have over a million. I I didn't write that number down, but because of our low population, we only get one House rep- House of Representative member, right? And that's considered um, uh, um, a, a general seat, um, a seat for all of that state. Mm-hmm. So that person who fills that um, representative is there not just for a portion of our population, but all of our population, right? Right. I think per the last poll that I had seen, uh, 2015, I believe, Alaska had about 755,000 and some change in total population. Right. And we didn't, whatever the, the threshold yeah, was. Yeah, we, we, we haven't, we haven't, we haven't met, met it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have, and that represents the whole state re- versus like uh, like Dan Ortez represents District 1, mm-hmm. right? And so. And that's based on population. Yes. R- yes. Yeah. And we can talk about that later yeah. just because we've just gone through redistricting and it's still not quite settled yeah and maybe let me just inter interject this right now well before i make everybody's head explode <laughs> trying to explain this um because of the redistricting and it always happens every 10 years because of the the census um we used to be district 36 but now we're back to being district one and our district um does include uh, um Hyder, Metlakatla, Ketchikan, Saxman, um, 
Oh, uh, Kaufman Cove and Whale Pass and Wrangell. Mm-hmm. So that's District 1. Our, our district changed just a little by adding on um, uh, Kaufman Cove and Whale Pass, and, and we no longer have Heidelberg. Okay. So, but with that being said, if you go to the Division of Elections site, um, I did this with someone the other day, a young voter the other day, and um, you can look up your registration. The, the, the state will be issuing new... Um, uh, voting cards. You know, mm-hmm. you all have that paper paper card. The state will be issuing new paper um, voting registration cards on May 1st. However, the state still hasn't settled the redistricting lawsuits. So we're still waiting for that to happen okay. so that everybody knows what precinct they're in and what district they're in. But uh, I would encourage you to go to the Division of Elections website. Okay. Uh, just type in Division of Elections Alaska, and the website will come up. And it's very informative. And there's a place there that you can check to make sure that you're a registered voter. And I, I think that's incredibly important um, because this young man found out that he wasn't registered to vote, and he thought he was. Oh. So um, make sure that you're registered to vote. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can fill out whatever party affiliation, whatever you'd like for the state. And um, then you'll be registered to vote because come May 1st, Lord willing, they will be issuing these new cards and we'll be getting them in the mail. And if you don't have one, then that's another issue that you have to vote absentee and a question ballot and uh, not absentee, but you have to vote a question ballot. And that's always um, nerve wracking when you're stuff. A, a voter. Yeah. Yeah. To think, is my vote going to count? Right. So, right. Uh, and it does. It does. But still. So, the website is uh, it's elections.alaska.gov. And that's where you can go to. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a very lazy typer. No, so, I always write in Division of Elections here. Alaska. Same here. And I go to the list <laughs> and I click on the one that I looks know, fast. I know. Me too. But you're so good. <laughs> yes. I just want to say, let me share that. Let me make sure I share that. Okay. Good for you. So, um, Okay, so there's a lot of things that are happening in regards to elections. We have the um, we we have the special primary and the special election to fill to for somebody to complete the term that Don Young was uh, was supposed to would have complete. held until January second, right? And then um, and then there's also going to be just standard general general elections. So there'll be that primary. Right. Right. Yeah. So let's dive into that and let's dive into, okay, so, you know, jungle primary, jungle voting or whatever. Jungle primary. Jungle primary. For the special election. Yeah. June 11th. Right. And then on August 16th. Uh, you, we, uh, the four, the four top vote getters, okay, um, will advance to have their names written on the rank choice ballot. Mm-hmm. Now, also with those four names that are being advanced, all the other candidates have a, a opportunity to ask the state to certify them as a write-in candidate. Mm. So the state's handed out. I'm, I'm showing Catherine and Cole two different mailings that went to actually one handout from the Division of Elections and then one mailing that came to Ketchikan uh, several months ago. I think it was February. New Year, New Way to Vote was how it was um, uh, uh, billed. And it's just a postcard from the Alaska Division of Elections. But they handed out another one in Fairbanks and someone from Fairbanks sent this down to me. And it's it's basically incorrect because it just shows four choices and how to fill out the information but actually it's going to be a ballot that has four choices plus a write-in so if your candidate does not make the top four you can always if they're certified by the state write in that name now the state will not um publish at the polling places any of the names of the write-in candidates so you'll have to look up online from the division of elections because they also have all the candidates listed um, on the website so uh, what i'm telling you today you can find out for yourself at the division of elections Mm -hmm. website so all the candidates are listed and um whether they've withdrawn or whether they are certified all of them are certified there was every now and then it won't say certified it'll say pending because the candidate did not give in all the information or they're missing something from their packet that they must complete but you'll get as i said you're going to get a separate ballot for the ranked choice voting 
and you're going to get a general primary ballot on that day as well. My goal was originally not to talk about ranked choice voting at all until we got through the primary, but then unfortunately Don passed, and so we have to have this um, these two elections, and we're going to have them on the same day. So take a deep Which breath. Which can be a little bit confusing. Be very, be yeah. very patient with your poll workers. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and and we'll we will talk about this again. We'll, oh yes. We'll bring this back up and make sure that everybody is aware. Just know that it's coming, and um, yeah, just know that it's coming. So I had a question about the uh, ranked choice ballots. Right. Um, do we know the criteria for what will be uh, acceptable or unacceptable? Like. If you misfill your ballot, will they just take your number one pick as your validated pick? Or how are they, uh, what's the criteria for it? Well, from what I understand, and and, uh, precinct workers have not been trained yet, uh, the state's still coming up, I think the state's still coming up with the paperwork. I know they said it's going to cost $2.5 million that they need to get allocated from the legislature to be able to do this This. this vote Mm -hmm. Um, so they're still finalizing things but if you go on the website there's a training there too but basically what happens is you will get a ballot with names and ovals and at the top they'll be written first choice second choice third choice fourth choice fifth choice so once you have um I would recommend that you take a piece of paper in there with you to line everything up so that you're making sure you're voting for the candidate that you want. I recommended to the state already that we have plastic, almost rulers, yeah, um, so that so that they're in each one of the polling booths, and we have extras at the table so that when people take their ballot in with them, rather than looking at a piece of paper and trying you know as you try to match the columns as you go across with your finger you always mess something up you're not sitting down you're in an unfamiliar place you're in a little box so the thought my thought was if you have something that you can watch your your ballot so that you can um, decide who you want first second third fourth and fifth choice, it'll be easier for you to figure out where to fill in the oval. Right. Now, with this, in the past, and I'm pretty sure this will be in the future, and they're still going to have to figure it out, if you mismark a ballot, you have the choice of, of spoiling your ballot. It's called spoiling your ballot, where you go, to the, um, you go back to the precinct workers and you say, I've spoiled my ballot, um, can I have a new ballot? And in front of them, you'll rip the ballot in half, and we have a special envelope that those those spallet, spoiled ballots go into. And then you'll ask for a new ballot, and we write down the, the next one that you have. You have the chance to spoil your ballot up to three times. Mm. Wow. So if you make a mistake, you have three chances to redeem yourself and write in the correct or mark this the, the correct areas. I, because... We've got so much going on and so many names on the ballots. I don't know if the state's going to revise that or not or how they're going to work it. It's not going to be able to be all on one page. Mm-hmm. So we're still waiting um, for the state to tell us the specifics about that once they start training uh, precinct workers. So when you vote, you have the ability to vote up to five, uh, four candidates plus a write-in. And you rank them one, two, three, four, five, and you don't have to go from the top of the page one to the to uh, to the second person two. You can uh, you can go to the bottom and fill in your writing candidate as your number one choice. So it's completely up to the voter how they manage their ballot. You cannot uh, you cannot vote for your top pick for spot one, two, three, four, and five. That will. I, I want to say that eliminate your ballot, but it, I think you you will only be able to vote once, and that's it. You won't count for one, two, three, four, five. And so, so you can't pick. You can't. Oh, I'm okay. I'm just gonna. It's hard to explain this I over know. the radio. Um, looking because, at a visual, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna explain um, what the visual looks like. Go so right any of you, if if you have you know used Excel, I'm gonna use Excel as as an example. And so across the top, or um, there. Um, and so, okay, so it's like an Excel. Rows and columns. We have rows and columns. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and the rows 
are, so these are the ones that go across mm -hmm. of the page, and that's where you have candidate one's name. So that, you know, his name is Jim. And candidate two is right underneath of him, and his name is Bob. Candidate three is Sherry. And candidate four is Cole. And candidate five is candidate, right in. Candidate five is right in, correct. So that's up looking up and down the page, that's where you have your candidates are going to be listed in that order, probably alphabetical, I'm guessing. Um, but who knows? We don't know yet. Um, and so, and then across the page, there's at the top, it's going to say first choice, second choice, third choice, fourth choice, fifth choice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so then, so then you say, okay, and there's little ovals. Right, across. which is what we've always had. Yeah, similar to, which is what we've always had. And, you know, it's like answering, doing some sort of like standardized testing, Correct. voting, and you fill in the oval. So, time. yeah. So, and at the top, let's say candidate one, candidate number one. And you say, oh, um, you know what? I really don't like candidate number one. And that's just the person who's there. You can just fill that oval in for fifth choice. Or you don't have to fill in or it at all. Or you don't have to fill in at all. You can choose where you want it to be. The only thing that you can't do is you can't say, I like candidate B the very best, and I'm going to fill in every single one of the ovals, one right. through five, for candidate B. So that's so you ha that you can only pick one place for each person. Correct. Correct? Correct. Okay, perfect. Someone's probably really confused about, oh, wait, we have a phone call. We're going to take it. Thank you for calling First City Forum. You are on the line with Catherine, Laura, and Cole. Who are we speaking with? Yeah, Glenn. Yeah, I, a suggestion. We listen here, and it gets confusing. And it is voting, and that's probably the most important thing we do. Yeah, uh, it's... it's Private individual citizens. Right, absolutely. Uh, what I would recommend the state do, because they're running out of time, there's no reason not to have a fake ballot in each one of the newspapers... <clears throat> with explanations of what not to do right? Uh, in there. So everybody, or a mailing that goes out to everybody, it'd even be better, with a total fake ballot. It's exactly the same as what they're going to print, except the names are different. You could just use numbers or whatever. And with instructions, it has a chance, if you have questions, you can ask somebody um, what to do, because listening here, you're not real sure yourselves how it's going to work. And how do we expect to do it when you walk into the voting booth dead cold? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I know, so Laura had brought in one of this mailer that I'm holding in my hand. Do you remember receiving that in the mail, Glenn? No. No. no okay. No. Okay. Yeah. And part of it is, um, well, and then this write-in part, that's the part that's really uh, difficult for me to understand. Yeah, in I. In the past, if you wrote somebody's name in and they weren't an official candidate, it wasn't even counted. Correct, and that's still correct today. But it was nothing at the polling place to say that. I voted every election since the fifties, and it and never at a polling place have wrote written in a lot of different names. Uh, Mickey Mouse even one time. So, but um, <laughs> uh, at no time at any of the polling places was there an explanation saying if you write somebody in and they're not an official candidate approved by the government, uh, we're not going to count this vote. Right, and that's up to the state and the statute and the law um, to what the state does have the obligation to put at a polling place and what the state doesn't have an obligation well, to put I would at the think polling place. The polling people, if the state don't think they have an obligation to tell people how to, uh, what would constitute a, an official vote or not, then I would think the people at the polling place would say, now, Mr. Voter, if you intend to vote here and write somebody in, if they're not officially approved by the government, they we won't count that vote yeah at least let them know right that's a that's a uh, that's a good suggestion, Glenn, um, and I appreciate that. So um, uh, there gets to be some inconsistencies, I would imagine, though, with, I don't know. So, yeah. Um, 
Do you have access or is the internet something that you're comfortable with using? No. no? Okay. Yeah. So I, and you know, the intention of this show and with bringing Laura on was to do the best that we could to bring awareness to the issue um, and to, and I appreciate you calling in and I appreciate you sharing your ideas. Um, and I think that, and I know Laura had said that she had emailed the state with some additional, you know, questions about different things. And this could be something else to to ask about to say hey you know these are some suggestions we talked about this on the radio these are some suggestions on you know how to make this information more accessible to the you know to the entire population because I do recognize that there are a lot of people who don't feel comfortable using the internet and accessing you well, know the a lot information of in the state that don't have internet yes absolutely not available right 100 percent uh, fishing fleet yeah you know, and they weren't even counted in the in the uh, census uh, because they didn't have a street address and a house number. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, you know, so we probably could have had our second seat in the house. Right, we're very close. We're within twenty thousand. Right, and I'm sure we could have had that. So, uh, I I would recommend this is such an important issue that you take a small portion of this jungle primary and. <laughs> all these doofy names you we've got just take a small portion and take one program and deal just with that portion of it yeah yes well uh, i so really appreciate your input because it is it's such a there there are so many layers to it and um and so i definitely appreciate you calling in and sharing with okay, us your I have thoughts another question yeah how does a person become and your guests would know a poll watcher poll watchers are assigned by the candidates um, I know it's assigned by the candidates, and in the past it's been assigned also through um, the different um, political parties. But the, this uh, Proposition 2 changed the definition of political parties uh, to political groups. So the best thing to do is, if you're in a registered uh, party, is to contact uh, the party leadership and or contact one of the candidates because according to what I've read each one of the candidates has the ability to have a poll watcher at each one of the precincts okay um, what if you're not a uh, registered uh, candidate uh, if you're not registered then go to the um, uh, go to the candidate that you support and or uh, if you support or call the division of elections they are very responsive um, I tell you, they are overwhelmed right now. Um, so how does one, other than, what is the qualifications? In other words, you're, you're on the, I'm on the phone now with the Division of Elections, and I said I'd like to be a poll watcher. Uh, what are the qualifications? And I'm not a, a party affiliated, so what is, what is the, the qualifications? Um, you know, I just read that. Um, it, I, I got everything here, and I could research it for you, Glenn. If you want to off air, leave your phone number. I can call you. Yeah, I can call if, you back and let you know because there well, is. I, I, that's a good reason to have to divide this thing up. And see, uh, you know, and I, I really appreciate the arts in Ketchikan, but this is so important that I really think that we could devote probably six or seven programs and take little sections of it. This may be how to become a poll watcher. Uh, this is what you have to do, and this is the qualifications you have to meet uh, so that people understand because we, we're making a major change in the most sacred thing that we do in this country, and no one understands it. Uh, you know, you guys are even confused on some of the issues, and, and that's not what we need to do because that just you have an election and no, nobody accepts it, and, and it may be perfect. The election might have run, been run perfect. But if the people don't accept it and feel comfortable with it, then it's not a real election. Well, and the answer back to you would be, well, 50% of people voted for this initiative, so consequently, they 50% of the people did want it, and you're in the minority, Well, Glenn. I'm not saying that they didn't or didn't want the initiative. That's different. It's how it's run, and do they understand then how it's run? I'll right. bet you a ma ma majority of those people that voted for it, which I did, um, didn't understand all the ins and outs of it, sure. particularly now that Don has passed away and how that's going to be run, because we didn't know at the time. Right. Uh, and, and so that's what I'm saying. 
we're sure. at a critical time here, and you can't do it a day before the election. Correct. Well, you know, the initiative was 25 pages long. You said you voted uh, for it. Did you read it? But, you know, a lot of it is legalese. I know, I, and that's that's the whole that's thing. The thing. See, and I, I don't mean to put you on the spot and point a finger at you. It's just that I've read it, and now I read it before, and I've read it after, and then to prepare for this program, I went, and I've done a deep dive on a lot of stuff. Did you know that this, um, the 25 pages proposed 17 major changes to our existing Alaska state statutes and 75 section amendments to the election laws? So when, when you ask a specific question, I wrote your question down. I, I have to go back and research because there's 75 changes that, that have been made. Yeah, right. yeah. So we really need to get this information out. If there's 75 changes, that's huge. I know. I, I absolutely. Just do it in a postcard mailing. Yeah. You know, it's a time where the people in the little towns, and if you're talking to the division of elections, you just absolutely get a hold of the head person and say, I insist you do this. For the yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are not in disagreement with you, Glenn. And you know, we're with for this being our initial conversation mm-hmm. about it with myself, and I'm gonna be totally honest, I did a little bit of research. So just I understand what it is, but you know, Laura sure. came in with a giant binder of information. <laughs> I mean, and she was like, Okay. And and so it's yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's kind of like unfortunately we're having we're throwing spaghetti on the wall as we sure. talk about it on the air live with you guys and it's not even cooked yet. yeah and I just so I appreciate you calling in and appreciate you sharing your thoughts and just being like how can we make this better because that's we want it to be a positive experience for everybody to take something away um and so it's a big a kettle of fish and yeah I think you need to take each fish out and talk about it yes and, uh, <laughs> at one at a time uh, particularly before the election, and this program is an excellent yes, uh, yeah, and, and and avenue to do that. Yeah, I will. Um, if you you know if you were interested in talking with me off air about some of the specific things, because there are so many things, you know, like pointed topics, I'd love to, um, and then see if we sure. could form some, um, see if we could form some specific shows around some of those different things to well, help there to bring more through the election and just have a um, a fake ballot. Yeah, and, and then just. Just pretend you're the person going in to vote, and what's the question that you think people would ask? Yeah, and, and it, you know, yeah, type of thing because this needs to work the first time, right? The right way, and so that people are confident that what was done was done on the up and up. Yes, uh, just like the poll watcher issue there, you heard so much about that, which probably was all BS in a way, but. Uh, at least you heard about it, and people weren't happy, and it might have been just with a little knowledge, they still may have been unhappy, but would accept the result. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, I totally understand. Thank yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you, Glenn. Have a nice day. We appreciate you calling. Yeah, I, I don't think that a, a lot of people realized when they were voting for it what it actually did, because, I, I mean, I, I read those statistics to you, plus... It takes money to run a um, an election, right? And now we've got five, and well, the state has four. And as I said, the 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 state has requested money from the legislature of two two hundred point five two no two point five million dollars, right? So the state just doesn't have, or the division of elections can't go ahead and and publish things unless they have the money, right, to be able to do it. So it, when you when you Peel back the onion. There are so many la- layers. It's not just, oh, we're going to run an election. Yay, let's run right. an election. Let's put on a show. <laughs> it, there are so many layers, and there's so much to that you have to go back and research. I know he, when he was talking about poll workers, I went and did the research for poll workers, but as I said, the law has changed about poll workers as well, mm-hmm. so that according to my understanding of the law, any candidate so if there are 48 candidates for the spec well they can't have poll watches because there is no poll it's all coming in uh, via mail mm-hmm. so how are they going to accommodate if there are 48 poll watchers because each candidate has the ability to have their own poll watcher 
where do they accommodate them at the state level and then at each of the precincts mm-hmm. how do they um, we've had poll watchers before um in my precinct and uh there are certain rules and regulations that that um uh, com- control where they're allowed to stand what they're allowed to say what they're allowed to to do um what they're allowed to talk talk to who they're allowed to talk to at the polling place so there's all those rules and regulations um so how do you accommodate all these folks because we do want to have fair and open and honest elections the uh, has the state has the state um contracted to have all the um the programming that they need for uh, calculating these votes and how do we do uh, how do we trace that back how do um because there's no such thing now as a hand counted vote there's it's impossible to do um i had a question as far as um poll watching right have there been any notable scenarios in which a poll watcher has made a difference because i'm not trying to be inflammatory or leading question but as far as i know what difference does a poll watcher make if the people who are hired to be there are doing the polling as it is two reasons first of all you always want accountability and you mm-hmm. always want the ability to to have the state watched over mm-hmm. by citizens that's the whole point of being an american citizen right. is that we tell the government the government doesn't tell us so we need that ability we always need that ability and that accountability the second thing a poll watcher does um if they're working for a candidate they can go ahead and and um, see who's voting and if any of their folks have come out to vote and if they if they want um, if they see that their voters aren't coming out then they can go outside and make some phone calls and say we need to get these voters out mm-hmm. and for some communities that has been very effective for their candidates so so it's it's a it's a dual thing. It's for the candidate to to be able to gauge their effectiveness in getting the the vote out, and it's also to keep the state accountable, um, so that there's somebody watching. Um, I understand the importance of the transparency, and I yeah. just wasn't clear. I think that yeah. knowing that information, I think that poll watching is definitely a good idea. I was just not sure of the entire scope of what they would do. Yeah, and you know it's all written down in the state statutes, and okay. I can I can give you those reference numbers if you want because <laughs> heck, I got them. We're em. good. We're good. We're good. I appreciate the question though, and I appreciate oh, yeah. the, the you know the kind of the dialogue that's happening around this. And you know, ultimately, as we said earlier, we know it's confusing. There's lots of things that are happening, and our spaghetti being thrown at the wall is just letting you know that there's changes that are happening. Right. It's going to be confusing, and please Please be proactive in your own research and the work, you know, Um, that's what we have to do for everything is in and I know that I'm probably all of you who are listening, you know, do the best that you can to be informed. And if you're not getting it from a source that you want to get it from, maybe call them and ask them about it. You know, I'm go to the website. As I said, they have frequently asked questions and they have um, how to vote and they've got a live uh, counter there so that you can see how the count works and how the votes are counted. Uh, the other thing with ranked choice voting is, so the, f- the first thing is you can only vote for, you have the ability as a voter when you go to ranked choice voting to only vote for one candidate. Mm-hmm. That's not, that right has not been taken away from you nor marred in any way. If you don't want to vote for anybody else, don't vote for anybody mm-hmm. else. Um, I was Sorry, I was curious about that because Earlier, you did say that you could leave any number of the candidates blank, but one has to be voted for. Um, but in the ones I had seen, as far as it goes, the um, your additional choices from second to fifth do have a statistical factor on the other correct. candidates. So if I only vote for one candidate and not of the others, does that hurt them in terms of their statistical chances? No, because your vote will if if you vote for only one candidate. Mm-hmm. And that candidate um, ends up in number one space, always in number one, always in number one, always in number one, then your vote has counted and your candidate gets in. Okay. If you vote for only one candidate, but your candidate is um, number five or number four, and, and that's your only vote, then your vote no longer counts. Okay. So if you vote for someone who's not popular or who doesn't make um the 
and number one does not get 50 percent plus one vote then they will go and eliminate the bottom number and if that bottom number had other and you vote and and that and that bottom vote getter which was written as number one that gets taken away that vote gets canceled and then whoever voted for whoever that that person voted for in the number two spot if they're on the top four their second choice will count for one of the other candidates that's already up there I'm hoping I'm explaining that do you kind of understand that yeah Yeah. I understand what you're saying I was just curious how if if I were to just vote for one, if that would affect the other candidates, or if I voted for all five, it would affect it. But it seems like... It depends. It That's the like right answer. That it depends. depends. It's smarter, at least as far as I see it, to just fill the ballot as it is, because if you can't get your first choice, your second choice is still close to what you wanted. Right. And that that is that is something that the candidates... Um, there's going to be a strategy, and candidates will work with their campaigns about how to what's the best strategy for getting their candidate to win and personally do you think that'll lead to more like co-campaigning people on the same platform saying hey like one and two right here these are your if you want these it kind could. of policy this is who you should be voting for. it could but once again we're everybody's campaigning uh, is campaigns have just started being formed so um and it depends upon the the organization of um it depends on or the on the organization of the political group that's involved if though that political group is really strong and is talking to each other and is talking to the different campaigns then that might be a factor but it it Everything is up in the air right now. Mm. This has never been tried in Alaska. So, and 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 it has been tried in other states, but it's very limited. Um, yeah. So, so Maine, it uh, they use ranked choice voting in Maine for the same purposes that we will. And there are are also, as I was doing some research this morning, there are more than twenty U.S. cities that use it for mun- municipal elections. Right, but cities, but not states. Right. Yeah. So, um, so it is. You know, it is around. There's opportunity if you are interested in learning about. You know, and Maine has been doing it. I believe they think that they voted it in in 2018, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. So there's been several election cycles that they've run through and I'm sure that there's some really interesting and good statistics that are available out there. There really aren't. Really? Yeah, there really aren't. No, there aren't. That's Um, surprising. I I went to a training and and that's the one thing that they said. We can't go on other people's information hmm. because there's not a, a long enough curve oh, it doesn't for have this. enough history right yeah yeah so but you yeah. know in, in uh, i got i got so much stuff let's you not go do. there let's, let's yeah. not go there's there. so much and so uh, okay so okay so let's finish with this ballot because i know we yeah. only have a few more minutes um so if you choose to to put one person's name on and you completed your ballot that's great now what's happened in the past and i don't know if it's going to happen in the future if you don't or you can leave off if you don't want to vote for a certain category you don't have to what's happened in the past at the poll place polling place is we we feed it your ballot into the machine mm-hmm. and then um there will be something that says the ballot is not complete and i don't know if you don't fill out all five if ranked choice if the machine will kick it out yet we're still waiting for that okay. um, for those these are the little things these right. are always the little things um, if it's going to be kicked back out and you'll be given another opportunity and say do you want to complete this ballot it's not quite complete and if you say no I'm golden put it through um, the poll worker pushes the button and it feeds through and that's it huh. if you say yes I do want the opportunity they'll give you the ballot back and you get to go into um a polling booth and fill out anything else you want to fill out or if you missed something so you will always have that opportunity at a polling place i'm glad there's a level of leniency because like the caller was saying that there's some level of not necessarily misunderstanding but not the whole informational scope and so i think having that that uh checks and balances at the yeah there are checks and balances always in place by the state at the polling place yes yeah yeah but that doesn't mean there's not room for improvement with such as the suggestion that glenn had had when he had called in so it's you know yeah all right so continuing with this if you decide you don't want somebody for your second and third choice but you put down someone for your fourth choice um they don't like that the machine will not like that okay (laughs) 
Do not skip more than two sequential ratings. If you do, only the rankings before the skipped ranking will count. Interesting. Do not give multiple candidates the same rating. If you do, it's an overvote and your ballot becomes inactive because you are unable to determine which one candidate to allocate that ranking to. Now, once again, at the, at the polling place, there should be a mechanism, and I'm waiting for the state to um, give us all that training, that will kick out your ballot and tell you what's wrong with your ballot. So you, ha- has the voter, have the opportunity to go and correct that. Spoil your ballot and get a different ballot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's room for mistakes. There's room for error. There's there's and there's uh, there's some checks and balances. There in are place. checks and there should be checks and balances built into the system because there have been in the past. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. So um, we're going to start wrapping things up. I really I didn't even get to point three. I on this know. Thing. Oh my gosh, there is so much to this topic, yeah. and um, and this is the this is the first conversation that we've had about it since you know since it got voted upon way back in 2020, and you know, apologize for any confusion. Um, here are two great resources for you to go to. Uh, elections.alaska.gov mm-hmm. is the Department of Elections website. There is tons of information and resources, videos that will walk you through the process to help you understand these changes. If you don't have access to the internet, call 1-866-952-8683. That's the Division of Alaska of Elections phone number. Repeat that. It is 866-952-8683. That is the Division of, Ele- of Elections phone number and you can get directed to who you want to talk to from there. And, you know, I know, I'm, I would imagine that the state knows that this is a massive change um, and that they, you know, I'm sure that they have some processes in place to help to share this. Hopefully they'll explain those to all of us, um, you know, as we get closer and more through this process. But, um, and we'll we'll talk about this more as, you know, as the we weeks and as the weeks 16th. and the months. We yeah, get to it's the general not even, not, I know exactly. <laughs> So it's a major change, and um, and I just appreciate you, and I just appreciate you listening, making it all the way through the show. And if you have any other questions, if you want to, you know, say, hey, I'd like to know more about this specific topic, please call the station and leave a message with Brittany, and I will call you back, and we can talk about it off air. Uh, and that station phone number is uh, 907-225-2193. Okay, thank you, Laura Antonson, for coming on the air, sharing what you know, diving into this deep message complicated thing. Thank you, Cole. I really appreciate your questions. Those were you know, very thoughtful and very helpful. And thank you all for listening. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. Have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. We're back on tomorrow with our friends from the Ketchikan Museums. Have a great day, you guys. We'll talk to you soon.